I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Nebraska Preps postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. It's the Nebraska Preps postgame, and that's JP. I'm ODB. That's Jacob Padilla, and it was a night. Yeah, we got the proud papa over here of a state champion. How about that? Yeah, proud papa. I did the, just the day was long, right? It's exhausting, <laughs> and I know you're, you're. So you're good at this, right? Like, let me just let me just brag on Jacob here for a little bit. Like, you're very good at. You can go wire to wire, right? You you'll go to 19 different things. You'll pay a price. You'll eat very little, sleep very little. <laughs> turn around, do it again. Like you're really, really good at that. I'm not a sleeper, (laughs) but I have a family. Yeah. I, I don't, (laughs) I I don't really know what they look like here as of late. (laughs) Right. But there's just a lot going on with Nebraska football revving up and doing what we're doing for, for BTN and on the call tonight for, uh, NET and parenting. Like I haven't eaten. I'm hungry. (laughs) I'm going to make it. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. make it. Hey, we got about 28 more minutes of here. Get get in, get out. And, oh, uh, it was quite a day, man. I, I ran home after the show and showered again real quick and watched a ton of the Ord and uh, Fremont Bergen yeah. game. We, we've talked about Bergen. We've talked about uh, Koa and, 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 and kind of that family and Ord being really, really good. They got the day started off as kind of just a, a culmination of things today, but it it started with with Ord and and, and Archbishop Bergen or Fremont Bergen yeah. for those of you watching at home. Yeah, and it got up to a slow start, zero zero at yeah. the end of the first, and then uh, Ord just took off and exploded, just dominated that second quarter. Yeah, that's a good uh, yeah. football team. Yeah, right. Oh, for we, sure. I've done them in the finals a couple of times, and they've come up just short, and uh, they ran into some buzz saws though. Yeah. It's not like they were losing. To bad teams, yeah. right? And 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 the Chanticleers, the Chanticleers, they found a way to get it done today in impressive fashion. I think a lot of people like Fremont Bergen today. Yeah. Well, I mean, top seed there had having a really great season. Koa McIntyre is a great athlete, but second quarter, 137 to seven in yardage, yeah. 21 nothing in the score, uh, and that was the ball game right there. Because it, it's interesting, and we'll get to a in a little while. But we saw that game, in my opinion, change on the 50-50 jump ball. From Koa McIntyre, basically under the shadows of his own goalpost, the 50-50 ball, it gets deflected, it's intercepted, 
and all of a sudden yeah. it is uh, it's game on. Yeah, Quentin Reese took it back for the touchdown there. Um, he had, he had their first touchdown too on that broken play where the bad snap. Um, yeah, Zach picks Smith it yeah. picked it up off the turf, found his receiver for the touchdown to go ahead early, and then to kind of um, they got to stop and came right back with that the the, the pick six there to kind of really take control. And then uh, from there, they just kept uh, kept running it down Fremont Bergen's throat. They really struggled with the, both the quarterback run game of Zach Smith and then Tommy Stevens taking the handoffs. Did you think, yeah, Stevens is a man. Yeah, he, right? man he's, 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 a, he's a full grown man. He was a load this afternoon for the chance. Did, did you think, was something wrong with McIntyre in your opinion? Yeah, and it looked like he took a shot early in, in the, the shoulder, game. maybe. Yeah, in the shoulder was bot- and they were talking uh, about that on the broadcast as well. And you could see there was one he uh, he ran it later on in the game and went down and uh, looked like he landed on the shoulder. And he just he laid there for about thirty seconds before finally asking for somebody to help him up. Like you could see it was really bothered him. Um, he made some he made some really nice plays of kind of scrambling around, keeping the play alive, finding some receivers downfield, but. They're just that that or defense was all over him all yeah, night they, long. They they tackled. Yeah, they, they were. I was so. There's a couple things I was impressed with throughout the course of the day. Ord's physicality was one of them, but I should have been a believer because I watched them beat OC once, and I they had beaten them twice. When I'd seen with my own eyes, and I'm thinking, this team's made a believer out of me. Yeah, and then just one of the. I mean, most. <laughs> One of the most impressive plays of the game was Oakland, Oakland Craig. Oakland yeah. Craig's a good football team, yeah. and they and they beat them twice. It's yep. So heck of a season, and I think one of the most impressive plays I saw there was the the second interception, also a tip where um, uh, McIntyre had his running back out was going to try to throw him over the top. That defensive lineman Trayton Castle there managed to get up and yeah, tip, tip the ball thing. up in the air for pretty good athleticism. That was a heck of a play to get a hand on that because that 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 play would have went for a nice gain if you could just get it over, just barely got enough of it, tipped it up. Then they went right back down and scored. So that yeah. was pretty much the game right there. Yeah, game of inches. That started the day off at the three fifteen. Twenty eight seven was the final. Twenty eight seven final, and then we get to the five o'clock slates. A uh, couple of them with D two and D one. Yeah, um, heck, man, probably the ga- the the game of the day in D one there with DCS and Burwell. Burwell, yeah, double overtime. DCS pulls it out, forty two thirty six. Yeah, and I thought that that was the most competitive game to start the day. Right, if you ask me to kind of cap it, I would th- I would say that game was the two closest uh, contested teams. Burwell, uh, two years in a row, uh, they'll lose in the state finals. It's really really good football yeah. program, but ran into a bus all today. Well, and DCS, um, they're. Get the touchdown and the two-point conversion with 47 seconds left yeah. to, to tie it and send it to overtime. Operation backbreaker. Both scored. Uh, DCS scored to go ahead and then got the stop on fourth and goal to seal the win. Yeah, That's an impressive, impressive job by them to kind of rally and make the play down the stretch. You, I mean... That that two getting that two point conversion in that situation like the, the many, pressure you must feel. And how many times have we seen this? The team and now Carney and Bellevue West was the outlier. But how many times have we seen the team that takes the momentum into overtime? Yes. I.e. Tulsa Tulane last night, where it's like, how do we even get here? But since we are here, we'll go ahead and win yep. this thing, right? We saw it within in the NFL with with the Cardinals and the Seahawks. It's like. The team that carries yep. the momentum off a lot of times has the advantage. Well, and that's tough. You think you were so close to sealing this thing. One more play you make and you've got the win. So now you have to suddenly scrape that from your mind and start all over again yep. after earning what you thought you was going to be the win, putting yourself in position and just not able to finish it up. 
that, that you got to show some real mental toughness to be able to bounce back. And props to Burwell. They, they, they did score on the first time, uh, just second overtime. They weren't able to, to get another one. Yeah, the rodeo capital of Nebraska. I'll go out there. I've been invited several times. I'm not getting on anything or writing anything, but I'll watch. <laughs> I'll watch with the folks out there in Burwell. Yeah. What else we got in D2? D2, we had uh, BDS pulling out the 36-28 win over Sand Hill Steadford. And that, that BDS was a, is yeah. on a roll. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a good program. <laughs> they're been, they've that been consolidation good at, yeah. did them well. They've been good at pretty much everything since I started covering sports. They're always in the mix in basketball, football too. Like Whatever they do over there, they do it right. But that one was a 20-all game heading into the fourth quarter. And they, they made the plays down the stretch to, to pull out the win. Let's jump over to, uh, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to C? Where do you want to go next? Well, let's just, uh, we'll finish off the, the six man here. Um, just kind of give a shout out there for record-breaking performance there. Oh, uh, there was this. Just the one record. Yeah. A couple of well, impressive performances, but you're right. McCool Junction, 70 to 20 over Sterling. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> I, I actually know a couple of people yeah. from McCool Junction that, uh, uh you know, Advati's dad, Tate's dad, yeah. is a, okay. is from around that area. Friend, I got another guy, uh, Tyler Piper, that's from right around the way. Like that area, at once upon a time, was cranking out <laughs> really good athletes. They really were. Yeah, and they <laughs> certainly had some on the field tonight. They dropped the hammer. Five hundred eight rushing yards as a team. That's a record. Owen McDonald. And for those of you at home, they're not playing on a hundred yard football yes. field either. That is, uh, <laughs> that's an eighty yard field, and they are racking up yards. Owen McDonald, 396 rushing yards, eight touchdowns, and 64 total points. Yeah, makes you tired reading it. <laughs> that is just insane. It makes you a little tired reading it. <laughs> so I guess we round out the the Class C here uh, with the, the C1 game. Uh, Pierce, uh, 28-19 over Hastings-Adams Central. And impressive run comes to an end for Adams Central. Like For them to get yeah, to that this playoff point, run was the teams they had to beat, no, no, stop me if I'm wrong here. Was this not supposed to be a rebuilding year for Pierce? <laughs> Apparently there's no such thing. <laughs> well, there must not be. <laughs> yeah, and this wasn't even as close as the final score may indicate. It was 14-7 at halftime, and Pierce got uh, two touchdown passes from Abram Sh- uh, Schulting in the, in the third quarter um, to go ahead 28-10. And then from the rest of the way, Adam Central is trying to play catch up from there and uh, scored some points there, but 28 28- uh, twenty nineteen was the final there. So, yeah, it's, it's not bad if that's what you, if you can pull off a state title and you're rebuilding here. Yeah, really starting to establish some things. And there are some teams, and 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 we can talk about this as a whole that were on the short end today that you think set up really really well for next year. Burwell's one. Bergen's Bergen another. is the other. <laughs> Bergen should probably start out the season preseason number one. Right there where they are. Yeah, I mean, you're bringing back basically all your big playmakers, especially uh, uh, McIntyre there, kind of leading that charge there. Um, so to to get to that point with basically all juniors on your team. Against that, a very senior-laden yes. Ord bunch. Yeah, that's an impressive run. And like you said, they'll set you up heading into next season very well. Just have having that confidence of knowing, hey, we got to the ultimate goal. We got there to the championship game. And now we get to run back, uh, run it back next year. Yeah, which is kind of the setup for B, which, you know, Aurora, Aurora playing a lot of sophomores and juniors against a very senior-laden bunch in Elkhorn. Aurora will will be a team that we'll get to in 
2021 because they'll be right there. But this Elkhorn Bunch, this senior class, some say it's maybe the best senior class that they've had. When you look at their offers between the Graggarts, the Christos, the Aiden Youngs, hard to argue that this is not a top shelf bunch yeah and i mean we could go on and on listing off all the the playmakers on that team and robinson yeah uh got chow they've, they've got a stack like it just goes on and on and most of those guys are seniors so and stack may be stack may be the most underappreciated of the bunch i really like him patrolling that secondary he makes plays and he'll come up and hit you. He'll occasionally make a play in the back end with an interception or a pass breakup. And then he'll come and uh, turn out some tough rushing yards as the, the fullback kind of look in, in that offense. So, oh, Well, they had 12 interceptions as a team. Yeah. Well, and they had uh, another two tonight. That's pretty good. That's 14 <laughs> on the season. Yeah, so Gannon Gregard had one and Mikey Hart had one uh, on a double pass. So, uh, I'm, so. I'm, so I'm leaving or getting ready for the broadcast. We had, we're trying to... Pull this up online. I look at the score. It's a it's a one score game with Elkhorn and Aurora. What happened? Okay, so actually, so the final score was forty two nineteen. At half at the half, it was thirteen thirteen, and uh, Aurora actually had a chance to go up, go into the halftime with the lead. They got the ball back and marched right down the field, got it to the eight yard line. And then someone from Elkhorn went in there. Uh, Ethan Shaw was trying to, to rush it off the end. Someone in there went in there, popped the ball free. Mm. And DJ Robinson Long, I believe, recovered it. So they kneeled out the half. So you go into halftime, 13-13. Whole new ball game coming down the second half. Yeah, kind of killed yeah. momentum, right? Yep. The first half could not, outside of that fumble, could not have gone any more to plan for Aurora. They absolutely dominated the time of possession. Uh, I think, I forgot, it was like how many, play, they were like, uh, a ton of plays on their first drive. They chewed up most of the first quarter on their first drive, went down and scored, take the lead. Um, Elkhorn came back, um, tied it up, and then Aurora went down and, and scored again. <laughs> and you thought and then, maybe it was going to be a little bit of back and it, forth, and then Elkhorn takes control. Well, and then so it starts with the uh, with Aiden Young, 75-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. And that, that kid, if yeah, he's the real you cannot that give was, him that, room. That was such a, a great way for a uh, a, a young man, yes. I think, has paid the price, had an outstanding career, a multi-sport athlete to really set it off during his football season with that kick return. Yeah, he finished with 15 carries for 110 yards, that 75-yard kick return, and then he had the two-point conversion too. So heck of a day for him. But So that got it started. That kick return tied the game. Then they got that fumble to, to, to keep it tied at halftime. Start second half, Elkhorn get the ball right down the field, score. Gannon Gragert picks off a pass. He can high point a ball, can he? <laughs> oh, man. So he, he picked off a pass, and then they go nowhere on their drive. They end up fourth because of a, a phantom holding call um, and, and a couple incomplete passes. They end up with fourth and 17 from the 22-yard line, and they had already missed the field goal. So they're like, all right, we're going for this. Drop back, chuck it up the right sideline. Gragert went up, got it, yeah. got the, tapped the feet down on the way out, cornered the end zone. Um, so heck of a, in the span of like four or five plays there, dude completely turned the game, gave control to Elkhorn. And then they, they got a, a three and out, I believe. Um, and yeah. yeah, yeah, three and out. And then a couple plays later on third and six. So they don't, they get picked up three yards, one yard, third and six, aiding Young bursts right through the middle of the line, sprints 46 yards for the touchdown. And just like that, it's 28-13. Yeah, what he's able to do on the edges and between the tackles, I think, is is pretty extraordinary, especially for a guy that's a little smaller in stature. 
He's a, he's a really good inside runner. Yeah. That, that was actually the 35-13, actually. So 28 was the one before. But So, yeah, 35-13 after that big run. And then they get in uh, – Aurora, second half, they started trying some different stuff. They go to a double pass. They actually tried one earlier in the half, but it wasn't there, so the guy ended up running it. Tried it again, and then Mikey Hart with a heck of a play in the back end there picks off the interception on kind of the double pass attempt uh, and, and runs it back. So that ended – again, gave the ball right back to Elkhorn. They go down and score. And forty forty two thirteen, and uh, that's ball game. Uh, Aurora ended up adding another touchdown at the end there, but that ultimately only made the score look slightly better than it was. Yeah, we so. hop on over to Class A, uh, and congratulations to Elkhorn. A lot of people thought that they were as talented as a lot of other teams in Class A. Yeah, and they got that experience. And Coach yeah, Mark Wortman talked back. about that after the game, like how much that helped them of like kind of going through that experience of playing up at that level against those kind of athletes. So you had an idea of what it took. And so now you come back, all these guys that and they were juniors last year, now they're seniors with that experience under their belt, kind of took, took a little bit be- beating there, but gain, but learn from that and gain that experience. Now you brought that back down to class B and, and really c- control things down the stretch. You know, the interesting thing is we hop over to class A, there'll be some eerie similarities into some of the descriptions that you described about big plays, <laughs> having control, Something happens, and then it gets away from you. Really, really impressed. First of all, congratulations to, to Omaha Westside as they win. 37-21. 37-21. Maybe, so I can't really decide. Statistically, the game was much, much closer than that. But when I watch it, and the ability to just make big plays whenever you want yeah. to, I'm not sure if anything would change if they played that game again. Yeah, and just, uh, I so... The last score I saw was 21-14 in halftime. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Great job by Elkhorn South making this a game. I drove home from Elkhorn, turned on the TV, and I think it was 37-14. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I missed some stuff. Yeah, so the interesting thing is is it's 14-14. Yeah. And and I look over at our at our radio partner or at our television partner. I said to Larry Putney, I said, "Now here's the deal. That's a that's a great answer by Elkhorn because it was punch counter punch. Elkhorn threw the ball very well. Coy Wilkie with two touchdown passes. I thought Krause was fantastic. Glad uh, he was able to play. Like Krause all. was. Uh, if you just look at the players' performance tonight, Krause was in the top five or six of the top players that played tonight. He definitely played his A game." They had 490-some yards total offense. They threw the ball. He ran the ball. That wasn't the problem. The problem was Westside was 8 of 11 on third yep. down. And of South, 9 of 17. So. And, and we're at the half, went into the half, 5 of 7 from wow. third down. So they slowed down yeah. considerably. And the best player on the field tonight was Cole Payton. He took over. It was 14-14. Elkhorn South scores. There's a minute 24. Textbook drive from Elkhorn South. You're thinking that's what they needed. They needed to answer. So I said to, to Larry Putney, I said, no, you, got, you have to concentrate here. You want to either get this into the end zone or make sure you don't allow a big return because you have three very dangerous returners, right? You know, they go the trio with with, with Dickerson and Bretts and I think Guyette is in the middle. And... Sure enough, it's a it's a kick. It goes down to the five. They don't get it in the end zone. Bretts returns it to Elkhorn South, 37. Oh, it's first and 10 with a minute 14 to go. 
West Side gets the ball at half, right? So you're thinking, hey, you can't give up any points. There's a there's a potential sack. Richardson, number fifty five, has Kobe Brett or excuse me, Cole Payton dead to rights, pulling him down. I saw that. Cole Payton shakes free. Unbelievable play. Has the presence and the wherewithal to go twenty some odd yards down the field to Kobe Brett's for a touchdown. Broke the spirits of Elkhorn South. Yeah, that- Ch- changed the whole game. They go up twenty one fourteen at the half. They get the ball back in the third quarter. They score. Elkhorn South is down two scores. They turn it over. Westside scores again. Yeah. It's you. you it, that's all it took. Yeah, and it was it was truly the Cole Payton show. Yeah, I think what over three hundred yards passing, five or three hundred yards of, of total offense, and yeah. five touchdowns, two passing, three rushing. Like just. What a game for that guy to go out on. <laughs> He's an amazing player. Yeah. It just is, you know, and it was the little things, whether it was he avoided a sack and threw yeah. it away, whether he would duck down to kill time on the clock. He has he has some poise, a little moxie. He understands what's going on around him. Very, very savvy. And, and then it, they had him playing full-time on defense again for the most part. Yeah, too, right? made a couple big yeah. plays. Uh, he had a, had a sack on Krause. Um He's he's just one of those guys that you're thinking to yourself, he's he's really just getting started. Yeah. He's a he's a multi sport athlete. He's a great baseball player. He has he still has the really long throwing motion as a quarterback. When he shortens that up, he already has a huge arm. Yeah. Um the sky's the limit for him. Yeah. That, he could not be any better of a fit for North Dakota State. Like I mean, are they really really going to establish three? Will he be the fourth quarterback in a row to to play on Sundays? (laughs) I mean, he's going to have a chance. Like, if he keeps, I mean, I wouldn't bet against him at this point. Everything I've seen throughout his high school career, I just would not bet against him. And and the crazy thing was, I felt like offensively, that's as good as Elkhorn South could play. Coy Wilkie had one more catch than his season total coming in. He had five coming in. He had six tonight, two touchdowns. He was amazing. Krause had thrown the ball better tonight than he had at any point this season. And that might be the most impressive part of the win for Westside. I, I thought that would be the reason why Elkhorn South wouldn't be able to keep up because they wouldn't be able to get that passing game going well enough yeah. to keep they, up with They came out throwing yeah. the ball. They they threw the two couple quick hitches to Winterstein. Brett's broke them up. Two big hits. And you're thinking, oh, wow, Elkhorn South's kind of out of character. Yeah. Third play of the game, Elkhorn South has the ball. They hit Winterstein on an over route with Brett's trailing for 17 yards. And you're thinking, is Elkhorn South trying to prove a point? Is, is this yeah. to all the critics that this is what we can't do, this is what we are going to do? But Props to Guy Rosenberger and staff for taking those shots, like not coming in afraid. Like, hey, we're going to do everything we possibly can. We're going to open up the playbook. We're going to bust out everything we've got here to give ourselves a chance. Yeah, offensively tonight, I thought they were really, really sharp. Defensively, they were good for three quarters against the run. Not the quarterback scramble, but the handoff run yeah. game. They they held Rezac in check. As the game wore on, Dom started to get it going. They changed a little bit of the... Uh, the run designs, Cole Payton, the art of the improv. His ability to keep a play alive and be accurate, it was something to behold tonight. He was he was different. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, we saw all season long. That's, those, those kind of, teams with those kind of quarterbacks 
are the ones that had so much consensus. I mean, Grant Gushdow for Elkhorn, yeah. same kind of thing. He made how underappreciated was he? Well, and yeah, Coach Wartman talked about it too. Like he was a good player last year, but he came in a completely different player this season. He worked so hard in the off season, and then ended up uh, it paying off this season with the year he had. And he had this ridiculous play where they had him sacked. He spun out of it, sprinted across the field, ran up the sideline for twenty four yards. Um, that that should have been a negative play. It should have been a chance for Aurora to to really get some momentum, maybe uh, get the ball back marching down the field. And nope, I'm I'm just gonna go make this play here. And he had a couple other like they had some just massive uh, gains through the air. Um, completions of 29, 31, 22, and that 60 was, yards. That, that was West Side. I, you know, I wanted to slow it down real time and 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 get the screenshot. Cole Cole Payton buys some time again, evades a, or eludes another sack. When he threw it, I didn't think either foot was on the ground. He's off balance. He's going to his right. He's left-handed. He throws the ball to Dickerson, who kind of gets his face mask grabbed. He spins around. He makes the Dives catch. The ground, make it, yeah. The Heck throw, the though. <laughs> like, if you paused it and you see him on the follow throw, I don't think he has a foot on the ground. I mean, that is just big boy arm strength. And and a ball that only where, where exactly. Dickerson can get it. I was going to say, that, that's... As impressive of a catch as it was, and it was a heck of a, a catch heck of a by catch. Dickerson. Not bad. I didn't for, think he, I didn't think he had it real time. Not, I said, yeah. oh, we may want to take a look at that one, but it, he caught it. Not bad for a cornerback showing those hands. But yeah. uh, how about their willingness to use him on offense this year? And, and yeah, it seemed like they really did kept yeah. him involved emotionally. Any way he could have scored outside of throwing a touchdown, I think he scored. Yep. He had a scoop score, a pick six, a punt return, a kick return. He caught one. He ran one. <laughs> He's an. I actually yeah. think he's undervalued. I think he's underrated. I think he's one of those guys that got the attention early, and then kind of people forgot about him. Like they're always looking for things to pick apart versus um, realizing what he really is and appreciating what he was doing in the moment. Because I, I mean, I, I don't have the final numbers for me, but he had a heck of a season. Like you said, all the different ways yeah, that they 11, used 11 him. touchdowns. That's uh, it's credit to uh, that Westside staff and for finding, like you said, finding ways to keep him involved and making making sure you maximize one of the best players in the state, one of the best athletes. When you just think of, of athleticism, just raw athleticism, it's Keegan Johnson, Avante Dickerson, and maybe the best, not the best player, but maybe the best talent where does Kobe Brett's belong in that discussion he's interesting like it'll be I'm really looking forward to seeing kind of how his career plays out in Nebraska Listen, it, he's got a lot to build on if he can handle the rigor yeah the day-to-day he's as gifted as anybody in the, he's a Sunday talent I, I've, I've watched this I watch him run I watch it which the ease he can do now he doesn't play hard all the time he 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 kind of gets in the i mean he's he's a 17 year old <laughs> kid i mean he, but his talent he has very few peers he made a couple of little effortless run catches tonight he he had one that was behind him it doesn't even look like he's exerting energy you watch him dive and you think this guy just grabbed silver yeah. Right. <laughs> he, he he just meddled in diving and and state championships, and it's almost like it's just because he can. Yeah, and and that's how you become a state. You've got 
Dickerson and Brett's in that secondary. Uh, you, you've got uh, Rezac kind of playing the, the roles he does. You've got the quarterback and uh, Kate Haberman, two guys that people that a lot of us think probably talent wise probably have a chance to play. Yeah, should Kate, Kate Haberman play above is, uh, the level that they're going to play. He's an, he's an unbelievable level. player. He, you know, he didn't really recover yeah. from the ankle. Yeah. He was kind of hobbling around. He's a tough kid. <laughs> yeah. He probably went state as a heavyweight in wrestling. Um, but they didn't even have his A game. And it, but he, he's still so good. Yeah, that's a talent. That's a talented team, and I, and and not to give, or diminish Elkhorn South because I thought that was the best they'd played offensively all year, and they they enough. Cole Ballard, Ben Warren was fantastic tonight. I think offensively, if you had to rank their offensive players, I think Krause one, Wilkie two. Warren three, and it's probably more like one, one A, one B. They were all right there. They were they were very good on offense tonight. And and Krause is the only senior of that group that you just mentioned. Yeah, they uh, there is a lot of young talent. So it'll be in interesting to see what they look like next year. You got all that skill talent coming back. Obviously, you're replacing Stratus a junior. Line. Yes, I believe so. So you'll have a quarterback with some experience coming back. What are they going to look like up front losing those seniors? Well, he's got a big arm. Yeah. He's that he, lefty can sling it. He he tried to throw a little skinny. It ended up getting broken up, and I thought it was a key play in the game because they didn't convert it. It was one on one coverage, and Dickerson made a play. Oakland South continues to drive. Then they get a little cute inside the red zone with a double reverse pass. Now they're down two scores, so they're trying to make a play. Dickerson high points and then picks it off in the end zone and. Then you're off and rolling again, and and Westside stayed on the gas. They they that's, that's just who they are. Yeah, I was gonna say that's one thing you're never gonna have to worry about. They if they smell blood, they're they're jumping on that. Yeah, they they stayed on the gas tonight. I mean, it was a heck of a day, and a lot of games in which I felt like if a couple of plays go differently, a couple of games that got out of hand may have turned out a little different. I think Aurora Elkhorn, I think Westside <laughs> Elkhorn South, really in the Bergen. Ord game. I mean, if they don't get that pick six, yep. you, it was Ord. It, it was tough sledding for Ord to move the ball early. Yeah, because in outside of those twenty-one points, it was seven-seven in the second half. Like nobody scored. Both sides really struggled to kind of finish off and, and get some points in the second half. Because uh, uh, Bergen went down, scored first drive of the second half. Ord went back, answered, and nobody scored after that. So that, it was all in that second quarter, and it started with, like you said, that that, that pick six, and then the other pick. Just those game-changing plays. Elkhorn, same thing. couple plays there where they go the other way. If they score at halftime, if they don't get that interception, you've got a chance this thing's going down to the wire. So it's, it's just uh, some big-time plays today uh, made today by these players that have now earned themselves state championships. You're with me. You, you, you coach at the youth level, and you see middle schoolers, you see high schoolers. You agree that the talent is on the uptick, and we've seen it today. The the there is a lot of young talent here in the state of Nebraska, and I, I'm not saying that because I'm I'm, I'm born and raised. I I'm impressed. Absolutely, and it it goes down. A lot of it is kind of the investment in the development and the youth level. There's so many different options kids and families have now to help their kids get um, get training, get coaching at a really good level from all over both Omaha, Lincoln. Um, there's some options for kids that are in smaller smaller towns as well. So I think that's a huge part of it is kid, uh, 
the families and everybody around here is investing in building up these athletes and giving them the best chance to succeed going into the future. And as you know, we'll keep our fingers crossed as we're <laughs> in our last 60 seconds. If they play basketball and we get a full season with across the state of Nebraska, it's really on the uptick there as well. Special <laughs> thanks uh, to Herdot, the these guys continuing to do good work, Jacob Padilla, uh, I almost want to say thank you to NSAA for the vision yes. they casted. A lot of people didn't think we'd get to today. Uh, they had to pivot after Saturday and, and find a way to get these games pulled off to NET, to Strive. A lot of folks collaborating to do the best that they can. Yeah, again, a lot of people doing really great work and all for these kids. Yep. Awesome to see. We won't be back next week because we won't have football to talk about, but what we will do is figure out something really, really, really good to drive podcasts for you. Appreciate you joining us on a Friday night. It's been a heck of a day. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm Damon Benning. This is Nebraska Preps post game. Thank you. A Huda Media Production.